Julie at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of Dogcast Radio, which is different from our normal format and is a special focusing on the innovative way one dog charity in the UK has come up with to get their message across this Christmas. The charity in question is Cariad, and to find out more, I met up with Linda Goodman. As you'll hear, this interview was conducted at a huge and very noisy dog show in London called Discover Dogs. First of all, I asked Linda to explain what Cariad is. Cariad is the campaign to end puppy farming. It's actually a Welsh word that means love, which is appropriate for dogs, Um, and it stands for care and respect includes all dogs. It means basically the ones that you can't see as well as the ones that you can. And by can't, yeah. There is a huge problem, isn't there? is not getting any better, sadly, even though there are more people now getting on board and trying to educate people about puppy farming and the battery farming of dogs, it seems that the demand for cheap puppies and people's disregard for where they're coming from continues unabated. And the thing is, there's no such thing as a cheap puppy, is there? Because you know, if you buy, if you don't pay very much for the puppy, and I'm not here, I don't agree with, you know, you design a breed that people charge thousands for. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying pay thousands, but there is no such thing as a bargain puppy, is there, because you're buying problems and you're contributing to suffering. But you will tell me better, so you tell me why there's no such thing as a cheap puppy. <laughs> well, actually, you've just said it perfectly, <laughs> to be honest. But the thing is, uh, you know, if you think you're getting... If something looks too good to be true, it usually is. The problem with the fact that people see a puppy, think a puppy, they don't think about the mother of the dog. They don't think about the father of the dog. They just see the item that they are buying. And unfortunately, while people continue to see dogs as commodities and possessions, that will continue. Um, The other issue, of course, is that even if you think you're getting a reasonably priced puppy, if you're not actually doing your homework and physically going to visit the breeder, the chances are you are buying into a very costly experience because that puppy will either possibly be very ill uh, or may die. And the cost of heartbreak that is accompanied by that, especially when people buy them with kids and, you know, as as family companions, well, you can't put a price on that. And of course, the other thing is, the most important thing to me for a dog is that they live in the real world, and they live well in the real world. And of course, if you're not breeding for temperament, which puppy farmers don't, yeah. again, you're buying a problem in that way, aren't you? Well, at the moment, there is no such thing as a socialisation programme built into these commercial breeding yeah. licences. And even if that changes, there isn't going to be anyone really available to enforce that, because there will never be money put into local authorities to make sure they have the staff to do it. So at the end of the day, it comes down to the public making ethical choices. And I think if people really understood that puppies sold in pet shops, puppies sold on the internet, anyone who's prepared to to send you a puppy via a dealer, um, someone who's prepared to deliver to your door like a pizza, you are basically fueling the most horrendous animal cruelty. And I think once the message of that really gets across, I'm hoping that the demand for puppies like that will cease and people will actually get in cars, go to breeders, visit them several times, see the mothers being healthy and well-adjusted and, you know... The, we see the health tests. Exactly, and, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, you know, we, we need people. We have some wonderful 
very responsible breeders yes. in this country, and they are being they are being damaged. Yes, yes, definitely. Because you know, I absolutely agree. There are dogs languishing in in rescues yep. and and suffering dreadfully in puppy farms. But the other the flip side of that is there are some marvelous breeders, as you said, scrupulous people yep. who are trying to improve that their breed. Absolutely. If we stamp them out, dogs will die out. Well, the thing is, we need the good breeders because the damage that's been done genetically through this dreadful mass-produced industry, um, if you look at the Cavaliers, for example, you know, they've done the most horrendous damage to the breed. Uh, the inbreeding that goes on in these establishments, they don't look for whether a dog has the right traits, whether they've got a, an amenable personality, whether they've got good hips or eyes. They just mate them. And the whole point is that puppies are a crop yes. for them. That's all they are. Um, so, yeah, uh, we need good breeders because without them we'll have very, very unhealthy dogs. Definitely. Just one more thing I want to tackle. Because if someone finds themselves, you, you've seen puppies in the newspaper or the internet, you haven't listened to the advice, you've gone there, you've got doubts when you get there, it's an awful place, you can see the dogs are suffering, what do you do? Right, well, this is a difficult one. The first thing is we try to discourage as much as possible people do not buy from the breeder. As much as it feels like you're going to rescue that puppy, you're not, you're actually making things ten times worse because all that will happen is that will continue to breed. I would suggest that there are several things you need to do. One, if you have concerns, tell your local authority or tell the local authority who has issued the breeding licence for those people. Tell the RSPCA. And um, tell us because we have, we've, you know, we have a very... Uh, There's a network, isn't there? Yeah, we yeah. have a network and we are in touch with all local authorities yeah. now in the whole of the UK. We're not just based in Wales anymore. Yeah. We are, UK-wide, um, and we will look into it seriously because that we're the only organisation who is actually dedicated to this particular issue. You know, a lot of the charities, they, they have got puppy farming on their radar and they do an awful lot to try and prevent it, but they have other issues they need to deal with as well, whereas we're completely focused on puppy farming. So I think the best thing is to email us with the details. You know, that we have people who've come to us with horrendous situations where puppies have been sold to them, and they've reported it to trading standards a year and a half on, despite the most thorough information. Those people have not been prosecuted, not even close. They haven't even been interviewed. So no, and there doesn't seem anybody, any authority that's that's able or willing to, to sort of help stop it. It's very important that people understand that the Animal Welfare Act is not something that has to be enforced. It's a wonderful act, and if it was enforced, there would be no puppy farming. But it is unenforceable for two reasons. One, local authorities are the only authority who can uh, enforce it. The RSPCA doesn't have that power. But local authorities don't have the budgets to hire the people to enforce it. And some, some of the local authorities are a bit lax about that anyway. Animal welfare is at the bottom of those agendas, certain ones in Wales, I won't mention. But a lot of the people involved in those councils happen to be puppy farmers, so it's really not in their interest to, to clean it up. It's a problem, isn't it? There's a lot of corruption involved, I won't lie. There's a lot of corruption. Um, and wherever there is money to be made out of animal suffering, it will be done. Yeah. yeah. But we're here. Yes. Nearly, well, nearly, I'm going to say the C word, Christmas. It's nearly Christmas. So, and you've got something very exciting to do with Christmas, haven't you? 
we have got history in the making, honestly. I'm very excited because it's never been done before, it's never been tried before on this scale. Um, we have got a Christmas single coming out on the 12th of December. We're doing pre-orders now, however, at Discover Dogs. And it's basically... The first, it's like Band-Aid, but for dogs. That's the easiest way to sort of put it. Um, we didn't use celebrities. In fact, in this instance, we used real people from real rescues who actually could sing. We had a fantastic songwriter who gave us the most wonderful song, who happens to be here today as well, Mandy Woods. Um, and the proceeds from the single, all of it, the royalties, everything, are going to be divided up between all the rescues who were involved in making the single and us. So the message of the single, which actually is really upmarket, upbeat, it's yeah. really catchy. Uh, it's a great Christmas song, and we really hope that perhaps people will buy into this idea of a really worthwhile Christmas single yeah. in the charts. Yeah. Get it to number one, and get it to number one, and get yeah. that message out because we've never, nobody's ever had a budget to do anything national to get this message out. This single is the first time we've actually been able to get the message about puppy farming, um, not buying puppies at Christmas from the wrong yeah. people. Or preferably not buying them at all at Christmas because it's a spontaneous purchase for a lot of people. Um, and it's a busy time. And, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so many of them actually end up in rescues in January mm. as unwanted Christmas presents. Um, and so, yeah, we, it's, we only launched it really yesterday um, to the public on, on social networking and already, you know, people yeah. are getting pretty excited about it. And uh, the response today has been amazing. If that's whetted your appetite to hear the Cariad Christmas single, wait no longer. Here's an extract of it for you right now. Raising money and awareness, and I warn you, it's very catchy. You'll be singing it all day. To find out more about the making of the single, I spoke to the writer of the song, Mandy Woods. Well, my involvement with Carrie Ed began in last June uh, when I, I was um, asked to sing at the rally in Cardiff, and I just sang, uh, I'd rewritten a, uh, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window yeah. to um, reflect sort of the fact that a lot of pet shops yeah. stop puppy farm dogs. And then uh, just one thing led to another from that. I just sort of thought we need a, a yeah. more powerful song that actually is an original song. Yeah. And, and why not write it for Christmas, yeah. put it out for Christmas. And uh, so on, it was on the way back from Cardiff that day that the song, yeah. the chorus came into my head, Carry yeah. Out at Christmas Time. Yeah. Uh, and I just, so with a lot of input from Linda, I mean, I, I wrote a version of it, sent it to Linda and it needed we needed to get the, a very precise message across yes. so it needed a lot of, you know, sort of tweaking and, and actually changing some things rather than just referring to West Wales farms, yes. needed to reflect the fact this isn't just happening in West Wales it's happening in the UK in yeah. general yeah. and um, and then the fact that it's called Carryad at Christmas time, people don't necessarily know what Carryad means. Yeah. So I put um, use this use our love to end this crime, yeah. to sort of reflect the fact that Carryad means love. Yeah. And to try and get that sort of thing across. So um, it just sort of took off 
from there and, and then uh, one of the singers who was singing on the track um, refer, uh, knew of Shabby Road recording studios in Caerphilly she recommended them we went along there and uh, the chap there just has been involved in recording two uh, charity singles in the past so he knew what the sort of sound we were looking for and just did a fantastic job uh, he, he got the harmonies in his head immediately and sort of conducted the, the women who were involved singing in sort of four-piece harmonies, four-part harmonies. Um, he just orchestrated the whole thing, so yeah. we're really thrilled with that. Yeah. I bet that was fantastic for you to hear your song coming to life. It was an absolute thrill, really, when I realised, you know, this is just a song I wrote at home recorded in my little, with my little equipment at home just as a rough demo and here it is with all these women singing it in a fantastic studio and it's going to be you know going well who knows what will happen oh, yes. but we're, yeah. we're hoping for great things from it and it is a great it's an honor really yeah. to be involved in it and yeah. um, well if we can educate well if you can educate some people and save some dog suffering it's absolutely worth it yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I, what I sort of gathered really from at, being at the Cardiff rally, I, it just struck me that the way to write the song was to aim it at the public, yes. to educate them as to what's going on, what puppy farming is, yes. not to buy a puppy at Christmas, not to buy a puppy if you can't see its mother, rather than making it a political thing aimed at the government trying to get laws changed, because I don't think yeah. that it's a more immediate way to actually tell people what's going on, yeah. get them to stop get the demand to cease and then there will puppy farms can't exist because there won't be anybody buying the puppies so that was the aim of the song yeah excellent well i hope you make it to number one for christmas thank you very much so do we linda tell us what the website is where people can find out more it's www.carryadatchristmastime.co.uk we have all the relevant links on the dogcast radio site and the official release date of the single is the 12th of December, but you can pre-order now. All the details are at that Carryad at Christmas Time website Linda mentioned. And if you'd like to hear more about why it's so essential to stop the unscrupulous breeding practices and the cruelty that's inflicted on dogs by puppy farms, you can hear Linda in episode 133 of Dogcast Radio. We'll be back in the new year, but for now, from all the Dogcast Radio team... We wish you and your dogs a happy and healthy end to 2013. And we look forward to sharing more of anything and everything dog-related throughout 2014. Till next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype with the ident dogcastradio. That's all one word, dogcastradio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. What do you call a dog magician? A labracadabra dog. <laughs>